Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, and welcome here to the Sports Talk Network. And here today for talking package with Steve, we talk about week 10 and week 9 that was um, in the NFL season. And as AJ always does say, you know, another great week of football. So it was interesting week as every week is, but this one seems a little different, at least to me personally, of how the games uh, went down this past week and what was week nine. And we'll start off with was last Thursday, mm-hmm. um, where the Titans and the Steelers did battle. The team will be facing next week or upcoming week Steelers. Um, they got the win 20 to 16. You know, very interesting. This Steelers team, I don't know what you think, AJ. You know, this Steelers team looks like a team that should be a mess like us or a bad record and whatnot, and Tomlin should get his first season under 500, right? But it, yeah. just, it seems like they're, they beat the Ravens, they're winning the division right now. Like, what is what is your thought process on what this, this Steelers team is? Um, You know, it doesn't quite make sense to me, honestly. On uh, Get Up a couple of days ago, Greeny said this is the worst 5-3 and three team, and they might be the worst team in the league. <laughs> And to a degree, I kind of agree. Their offense is terrible. Their O-line is not good. And their defense isn't that great either. It's It, it all comes back to Tomlin and the way he coaches and how he prepares his guys. And you got to tip the cap to him. But this team is not that great. And eventually, water will find its its level. And I, I hope it starts this week. I, I think this is a good matchup for us. I mean, we're on the road. It'll be tough. But I'm not impressed with this Steelers team. Same here. It's, uh, yeah, it's a hunt goal team. You never know what team you get each week, and we certainly hope that we can be able to stop them here this upcoming week. Moving yeah. forward in Germany, they had the Dolphins against the Chiefs. Chiefs getting the win. You know, my concern, AJ, is with the Dolphins, of course, not just because they lost this game specifically, but it seems like when they face fellow good teams, mm-hmm. they don't uh, show up or show out at all. Um do you think, do you believe, you know, obviously from the outside looking in as a Packer fan, what do you think about the Dolphins? Do you think they can actually make a run in the playoffs given their track record against good teams beyond, you know, defeating the bad teams? You know, it it's concerning. But, I mean, you look at what they have on their offense and the potential their defense could be. I mean, they have everything that that team needs to win games. But Tua and that offense just hasn't showed that when it comes down to the big game they haven't showed out yet and it's definitely concerning but they got a lot of time I think to figure it out but I mean I think it starts with Tua I think the other guys do just enough they run the ball well they've blocked well they have Tyreek and Waddle it it just all comes back to Tua it's definitely concerning and I mean eventually they're going to hit the meat of their schedule or they're going to have to beat a good team and if they don't, they could even find themselves not even making the playoffs. It's just like the Bills. I mean, the Bills, they have a tough stretch coming up, and they haven't played well. They could find themselves outside the playoff picture with them snap a finger. So mm-hmm. they it's, they got a long way to go, but they, they just have too many weapons and their defense is too many people. I mean, it, the Dolphins will be dangerous when it comes to that point in the season, I think. You still think they still can do that? I just, to me, it seems like too high of a concern, like – I mean, you face all these good teams. I was expecting them, if not to sweep, but to beat both the Chiefs and the Eagles, the top of the AFC, top of the NFC. They felt they were that good. And them losing, at least it was close games, you know? So at least they're keeping up with those teams. And like you said, you know, it's just different when we get to the playoffs. And we'll see if they, you know, show their worth or one and done. But mm-hmm. as, you, as you've as you said, as other people have said before, the AFC West is a 
it's a jungle, so to speak, you know, oh, yeah. not to take the bingo's pun, but, you know, it is a jungle, you know, and, and, and it's much more of a um, feeding frenzy than it is in the NFC side, of course, with us in the NFC. So um, that's why, whether it's the Packers, whether it's the Falcons or whatever team that barely makes that number eight seed for the NFC has more of a chance to run the table than whoever fumbles into the eighth seed of the AFC. Yeah. Um, so the, the headhunters in the top. And speaking of the Falcons, the next game that was the Vikings over the Falcons, 31 to 28. It's the Josh Dobbs show there in oh, yeah. Minnesota. You know, I didn't know if he was going to be starting right away. You know, I didn't know what the, the plan really was to be for him. And, you know, I was hoping he would. I know the coach was saying that it was just going to be that rookie quarterback and Josh would just be there for an emergency. But they had to hit the emergency button, and, and he did pretty well, and I was very happy for him. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so much a fan of him. Obviously, he was never a Packer, but, but I do respect the guy. And, oh, yeah. and I'm really happy for him, even though he's with the Vikings. And um, they got the win. What are, what are your thoughts on, on everything that was for the Vikings this past week? And and Josh Dobbs, you know, in his whole career that's, you know, now in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, emotional roller coaster for sure, you know. But uh, Josh Dobbs is starting to become one of those guys that's going to be in the league a long time because he's one of the best backup quarterbacks. I mean, he mm-hmm. he's becoming that guy. He's becoming like a Fitzmagic almost. But, uh, no, I mean, for, jo- for Josh, yeah, tip of the cap, happy for him. For Minnesota, I don't care. I, I mean, I wish they would have lost, but for him, it was a cool moment, especially that that scene in the locker room where he came running in. I mean, he was literally trying to uh, get his lineman on the same page with his his cadence before he was going in. It was, it was, it was incredible. But, uh, yeah, it was crazy and good for Josh. And I, the Falcons are a mess. They're becoming a mess. So, uh, but good for Josh, man. That was it was awesome to watch. It was a really good game. So, definitely, definitely. And moving forward, we have the Saints beating the Bears twenty-four to seventeen. The Packers over the Rams twenty to three. It was nice to see us getting back on track. Uh, we might be able to have a, a Rams person on at eight o'clock, so we'll talk about that then um, deeper. And if not, we'll talk about it then ourselves. Commanders over the Patriots twenty to seventeen. Both teams seem like they're in a whirlwind, but I'm happy for the Commanders. Um, at least having a chance, even though, like we talked about earlier, even if they get the AT, I don't think they'll be doing much, but at least they're in the dance, which is good for their fan base. Yep. The Ravens stopping the Seahawks 37-3. to Texans, I'm talking about a game of the week. Oh, yeah. Buccaneers-Texans, jeez, uh, you know, 39-37 to win. You think that you think Tampa Bay pulled it out and ripped the heart from the Texans fans' chest? Baker Mayfield celebrating and all that, and I'm, like I said, talking oh, yeah. before. I like Baker, you know, and, and, I, and I really think Tampa Bay, you know, found a gem in a way that that could be their future for at least a couple of years, not just one year. But then there's this guy, C.J. Stroud. Oh, yeah. And the Houston Texans, and, and we think it's over. We think this rookie is just going to get sacked or intercepted because he's trying to do too much. But in the end, he does everything. And they get the win there, 39-37. So what are your thoughts on – on this game, on CJ, and, and anything. First off, you know Baker played great. You gotta, you gotta give respect where it's due, you know. But uh, CJ is, CJ is a different animal. He gets, he gets all the love this week. 
out of every per, every, every player that played every game, I don't care. CJ was the sight to see this week. It was it was awesome to watch, man. I I've been such a huge CJ fan, you know, since he's been here at Ohio State, but it's so awesome to see. I mean, he's he, he's fighting his way into the MVP discussion now. I mean, that's going to be a hard stat line to beat for any QB this year, and I I doubt somebody will put up that stat line. But that was it was awesome. It was a fun game. He was dropping the ball in a bucket. It was it was awesome to watch. That game was I was I mean I was I'm a Packers fan, but I was jumping up and down. I was <laughs> felt like a little kid, but no, that it was a great game. I'm happy for CJ, happy for the Texans. Texans fans definitely deserve it. It they're gonna be a sneaky team the rest of this year, especially in that that bad AFC South. Right, yeah. They could it could be a battle with them in, in Jacksonville for that division. Uh, let alone if they make it into the dance, you know, I'm, I'm happy for CJ as well. And he definitely should be the rookie of the year. Overall and the Texans, you know, they, they found their quarterback, I think. And I think they also found not just their quarterback on the field, but also, um, you know, game changer, environment changer, you know, just tone of the Texans as a team. Oh yeah. I don't know if it was near the beginning of the season or closer to now, but when CJ had that press conference or had a press conference, I was talking about trying to change the mindset of the Texans fan base. You know, he wants them to be proud of wearing their Texans gear in the last few years. Every press conference, press conference he does is incredible. He He's one of the smartest dudes, well-respected guy. Everyone loves him. I mean, he's <laughs> he's everything you want in a organization quarterback for the future. I mean, he is it's, – it's so great to see, man. It, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I can't say I've, I've watched every press conference, but, the, but that's yeah. the one because it got it got buzzed after the fact because he, yeah. he was talking about that about the the fans be proud to wear their gear and and know that things are changing, right? And 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 it really are, and, and they could already be happening this season. They might not win a Super Bowl, but they are turning their franchise around. And for sure, just ask Jacksonville fan base how things can change for better when they now believe each season coming into yep. they could be a contender in the AFC. Maybe Houston can turn that to that point. As that as it might be for other fan bases to realize the Texans, what? Um, anyways, uh, moving forward, we got the Browns over the Cardinals, twenty-seven to nothing. Uh, not much to say about that one. <laughs> the Colts over the Panthers, twenty-seven thirteen. There, the Raiders over the Giants, thirty to six. You know, the Raiders seem like they a whole new team. Oh yeah, a whole new world over there. And uh, I don't know if you saw that video there from the locker room, their celebration there. Yeah. The cigars and stuff, I and mean, then awesome. I was gonna see Joe Burrow somewhere, yeah. but um, <laughs> but 30 to 6 over the Giants. I, I know it might not be something to cheer about because it's the Giants, yeah, it still is a big thing for the Raiders. What do you think about about them? Mm-hmm. Their interim head coach, and you know, this season could be, even though they might not be going far or, or in the playoffs at all. Uh, I, I do believe they're going to be a team that will fight for their coach and that will want to play and want to win. And, fight as hard as I can to win games, which makes teams dangerous, even when, you know, they're probably not going to make the playoffs. But you never know that they got a, a rookie quarterback that's has some promise. He looks solid. He's got the weapons around him. If I mean, this guy could – I mean, this team's going to fight for him because he, this guy could get a job at the end of the year. He could get hired as their long-term, long-term coach. You never know. But the, it it's good for the Raiders to be out of the mess that they were in because that was – a it was just spiraling out of control and it was getting bad. None of those guys liked them clearly. 
but uh, no, I'm, it's good for the Raiders, good for their future, and the rest of this year will be way more fun for the fans, for sure, no doubt. Definitely, definitely. And, yeah, it's all about the fans. And for and for the locker room, if they want to try to keep some players that they, they might have wanted to just get up and out yeah. of there, maybe this interim head coach, whether he becomes a head coach or not, that um, you know, be able to keep some people there and, and build from there for their team for the next season in 2024. Um, the game of the week to other people was the Cowboys and the Eagles. Uh, Eagles were getting the win 28 to 23. Dallas had a chance, but kind of blew it. Um, but Philadelphia is surviving. So there's still only one loss to the Jets and, um, and Dallas just keep being Dallas. Um, but yeah, I don't know what to really think about both teams. You know, I'm hoping that the Lions can take over the number one seed, to be quite honest, than Philadelphia or Dallas. But I don't know. What say you? What are your thoughts on, on this battle of the NFC East? It was a great game. It was that game. That game was awesome. But, uh, you know, I think they're going to split. I think when they go back to Dallas, I think Dallas will win. So if Dallas can hang around all year, you never know. They could they could pull off and win this East. It sounds crazy to say, but, I mean, Dak Prescott played phenomenal. He really did. I mean, he was the reason that Dallas was in it the whole time. He didn't turn the ball over. He he played great. I mean, Philadelphia has their question marks. Their, their defense is terrible. I mean, I, they can't stop nobody. They're just basically outscoring everybody. And, Eventually, that's going to catch up to you, especially in the playoffs. It's not like that. They definitely have some concern, but, uh, you know, the Eagles, their offense is still phenomenal. They're hard to beat, especially at home. But this, it's going to be a neck and neck the rest of this way for the one seed, the NFC East. It, it'll be fun the rest of the year. But that, the game was great, had everything in it that sped to the energy. Everyone played well. Yeah, but it's going to be close the rest of the year, there's no doubt. Agreed, agreed. There's only going to be a shit out there for that division, the division crown. I'm moving forward with the Bengals over the Bills in a, in a good battle there for Sunday Night Football. The Bengals getting the win 24-18, to 18, and then the Chargers beat up on the Jets. Sunday Night Football is 27-6. to 6. Jets just trying to claw their way to the end of the season to maybe yeah. turn back. Who knows? Who knows if they'll still even be in contention? If not, they still they probably should shut Aaron down for the season, even if he would be you know, healthy, yeah. <laughs> but it is what it is there. I would like to just jump ahead into week number 10. We'll start with tomorrow night's game. We got the Panthers versus mm-hmm. the Bears. Might not be the hottest ticket in town, mm-hmm. but it is the Thursday night game on Amazon Prime. Uh, what say you, AJ? How do you think Chicago? I, I hope Justin Fields plays just so that, I mean, it's not Bryce Young against – bag it or whatever I, this game is going to be hard to watch there's no doubt about it uh i'm i'm gonna go with the bears you know prime time at home and bryce young has been everything but good he's been he's been hard to watch he's been bad I feel bad for carolina fans you know they're watching the guy they should have picked go for 500 yards and five touchdowns this week i'm going with chicago i still think they're better i think carolina is the worst team in the league and it's not really close but i'm i'm going with chicago same here. Bears of the Panthers, 23-13 type of score. I'm getting the win there. Moving forward into the Sunday games, we have the Indianapolis Colts against the New England Patriots there in New England. I'll go first here. I'm going to go with uh, the Patriots getting the win at home, surviving the Colts like 23-20. to Close game. Um, 
but I still believe in Bill Belichick enough to be able to beat Gardner and the Colts. So I'm going to go with New England. What say you? I think it's an end of an era. You know, I, the reports from this week that if Bill drops this game, he could potentially be gone, and I think that's going to happen. I think the Colts are going to win this game. I think the Patriots are are terrible. <laughs> they, they don't have a lot going for them. They they don't even have many young pieces that are even good for their future. They they might have to blow it all up, and it is going to be bad. And I think it's going to start with Bill. I'm not saying that if he loses this game, he's for sure getting fired, but I, I think it's leaning that way. So I'm, I'm taking the Colts. All right. I'm going to look forward to the Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. I'm going to go with the Brownies. I'm going to go with the Browns, getting the win on the road, beating Baltimore. Um, it's going to be a slugout fest. It'll be a good game. Game of the week candidate for me. But I'm going to go with Cleveland getting the win, 27-20. Uh, touchdown score at the end, whatnot. Um, what say you? What do you see in Baltimore? I, I personally love Baltimore right now. I think – they are probably the best team in the league. Um, this week will be – I I've had mixed emotions. You know, Deshaun – I don't I don't think Deshaun Washington is a good quarterback anymore. I just – I don't. I just think he's he's honestly lucky out. He has a really good defense. They can run the ball. He makes some plays when he needs to. And they've beaten, I mean, bad teams. I mean, they beat the 49ers, but – it, stuff like happens all the time. I, I like the Ravens this week. I could see it being close, but honestly, I like the Ravens just having their way with the team again, like they have against Detroit and Seattle at home. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to continue, and they're only going to get better from here. So I'm, I'm going Baltimore. Respect that for sure. Next up, we got well Green Bay versus Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. I see it being a close game. I'm going with the Packers uh, to get the win. Uh, kind of like I said with the other game with the Rams, you know, low scoring. So in the end, it wasn't as much for Green Bay, which is good. Um, but I see like a 13-9 kind of win. Uh, but for Green Bay to get the win, what would say you on that? And what do you think is the key to Green Bay winning on the road in Pittsburgh? Well, the key for us to win on the road has got to be block T.J. Watt. And our defense has to keep playing like they have. It's, it's crazy because the Joe Barry defense is still playing well and – up to this point, you can't even complain about Joe Barry, which is – I mean, I don't know how I feel about it, but tip of the cap to him. The defense has played great. They played great this week again. I know they played a backup quarterback, but they they put it to him. There's no doubt about it. But for this week, they they got to be able to block, and they they just have to play defense. Stop, slow down the run. Make I mean, their run game's already not good as it is, but slow down the run game. Make Kenny Pickett beat you. And I – I like I like Jair and I like Valentine, Keyshawn Nixon. The secondary played great this week against better receivers than they're going to face this week. So I, I, that has a lot to do with it. Just rush Kenny Pickett, make him try and beat you. He's not going to beat you. There's no way. I, not even as Joe Barry's defense. I don't think Kenny Kenny Pickett can beat us. But it all falls on the offense. If Jordan can do enough, you know it's. It's looked it's looked rough at times, and then there's times it looks great. He played he played really good in the second half. He had one incompletion with a touchdown. I mean, he he played well. They got to give Aaron Jones the ball 25 times again. There's no reason for him to touch the ball less than 25 times again. I don't care. The Steelers can't stop the run. Aaron Jones should have a big day. 
I'm taking the Packers, but it definitely starts with the O-line, how many times Aaron Jones touches the ball, and does Kenny Pickett beat us? I'm going Packers. It'll probably be, it'll be for sure another low-scoring game, but I'm going Green Bay. Yeah, yeah we kind of see how, how we do, um, especially the other side, Kenny Pickett, even more so anybody else. Um, they're in that offense. Uh, then we move forward here. We got the 49ers, Jaguars. This one's going to be a great one. Um, we were just talking about earlier there with Houston coming up and doing something. Well, Jacksonville's been doing stuff for the last couple of years, building up their franchise. Uh, let's go to you first here for the 49ers-Jaguars game. What do you have getting the W? Both teams off the bye. Um, I just don't see San Francisco dropping its fourth in a row. I, I've been thinking that the Jaguars will make another statement at home against a really good team, but I just don't see the Kyle Shanahan 49ers mm-hmm. coming out of the bye and – losing another game. I, I think Brock's going to be the Brock before. He's going to be poised. He's going to play well. They're going to have Debo back this week. Defense, they got Chase Young now, and he had a whole week of practice without playing to get fully aware of their defense, everything. I like San Francisco. I think they're going to have their way a little bit with Jacksonville, and I expect to see the old 49ers team this week. I respect that, and I won't be surprised by that. Um, but I'm going to go the other way. I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars to get that home win after the bye week. I guess a very good 49er team. Having another statement game, showing that they are a team uh, to not mess around with, right? And uh, they can be the top of the AFC. Right. So I'm going to go with Jaguars over the 49ers, 27-13 type of score yep. there. Moving along, we got the Saints. I guess Joshua Dobbs and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they're in Minnesota. What say you here in this Taysom Hill, Josh Dobbs battle. This is like the most – this was like the hardest one for some reason to pick. It's just like the battle of average. It's just how it is. The Saints are – their record is – they've won a couple games down in a row, but their offense is still very average. Their defense is, is good, but they just – they can't find – it's hard for them to score, score points. And I've been leaning both ways. I – I think I'm going to go with – I've I earlier when I was looking at the games, I picked the Saints, but I think I'm going to go – I'm going to roll out with Minnesota. I Just because just they're home, emotional win, the crowd will be behind Josh Dobbs. He's already won some games this year for Arizona, and he's on a much better team. Minnesota's defense is continuing to get better under floors. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Minnesota, but it's going to be really close. Same here. I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings in a tight game here. It's like you said, the battle of the mids. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with the Vikings over the Saints. Uh, 13-10 kind of score. No scoring game there. Uh, moving right along to what is my game of the week. Like heading into these these matchups, of course, we have the other matchup, the Niners-Jags and other games that could be game of the week. But for me personally, it is the Houston Texans and the Cincinnati Bengals that are, for me, the game of the week. Mm. Uh, CJ Stroud, to really prove it right, you want to prove it? You face against the Bengals team. Which, by the way, AJ, as you know, Bengals being a team, because obviously you know your family being a Bengals fan, or oh, yeah. are Bengals fans, um, we're another team that were kind of down in the dumps for a couple of years and then yep. became something when Joe Burrow came to town. So now it might be the same thing for CJ and the Texans. Yep. So if they really want to prove it, they're facing as a good Bengals team, former AFC champion Bengals. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I'm going to officially predict – CJ, you get that big win. Two have some great stats. Man, definitely oh, yeah. not going to equal what it was last week, but it is going to be good. Um, 
but he might need those numbers to keep up with Cincinnati. Um, but I'm going to go with Houston and C.J. Stroud to get the win over the Bengals. You know, I know – maybe maybe I don't know. I'm assuming more than knowing that it might be a little bit tough for you in regards to curing – in regards to we have Houston and C.J. Stroud from OSU and the Bengals with your, you know, family connection that are – Oh, know, I, don't care about it. I don't care about it. I don't root for the Bengals. So where are you go? Oh, so where are you going? I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the Bengals because I, like I've said before, I think it's that point in the season where this team is the wheels are turning, that defense is getting better. It's gonna be a different animal in front of CJ this week, and I absolutely think he plays well. I, I think this game is closer than what people think it will be, but that defense will make some plays. It'll be hard for them to move the ball. Their O line is still terrible. I mean. CJ was taking shots at last Sunday. He was still getting up, but he's he's got a different beast in front of him this week on defense, and especially a better offense. Joe and them will be able to score the ball in that Texans defense. There's no doubt. I'm going with the with the Bengals. I hope CJ plays well, and I would love to see for the Texans the win, but I'm I'm going with the Bengals. Yeah, I respect that. Um, next up, we got the Tennessee Titans against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're in Tampa Bay, Florida. I'll go first here. I'm going with the Buccaneers. It's, um, the bounce back, getting that win, a game that they should have had, but that's about their fingers there against Houston, as you were talking about. Uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, showing up, showing out there. I'm going to go Tampa Bay. What say you there for that game? Yeah, I'm, I'm going Tampa too. They, they just named uh, they just named Will the starter this week, which mm-hmm. he played well the first week, and then he ran into Pittsburgh in a primetime game and looked a little different, but – you know, Tampa's secondary is not great. They've given up a ton of yards, obviously, <laughs> this past week against CJ. Will Will could have a decent day. I, I could see them moving the ball, putting up points, but I still think Tampa's the better team. And I'm, I'm going to go with the Bucks. Moving right along, we have our NFC North uh, brethren, um, Lions, going up against the Chargers um, in LA. So by, I'll go first here. I'm going to go with the Lions. Do get the win. Um, and like a 35-27 type of score. Um, but Detroit do get the win. Um, but so it will be interesting to see how if the Lions able to bounce back and how they do after getting throttled by Baltimore a couple weeks ago. But what say you for the L.A. Chargers facing something against Detroit? You know, the, the Chargers got to stay afloat right now. I mean, they're, they're on that fine line. It's tough in the AFC, but they got to stay alive. I think this game's going to have fireworks. I think both these teams are going to be able to score – Good amount of points. Uh, by Lions are coming off the bye, but I don't. I don't trust Jared Goff on the road, and I'm. I'm going to go with the Chargers to pull off an upset this week and keep heading in the right direction, even though it's looked really tough. I mean, their offense looked. They did not look good this week. I know they played the Jets, but Justin just looks out of sorts sometimes. But back back home, I think they're going to get it going a little bit, put together a little win streak here, and I. It's going to start with beating a good Lions team. And moving right along, we got the uh, the Falcons and the Cardinals here. Um, Atlanta against Arizona. Kyler Murray is coming back for Arizona. A whole different team. Uh, Taylor Heineke, of course, uh, is taking over in Atlanta. So it's going to be an interesting quarterback matchup here. I'm actually going to go with the Arizona Cardinals um, to get the win in uh, somewhat non-shootout. Uh, but I'm going to go with Arizona over Atlanta. Uh, 17-13 uh, type of win there. But let's say you uh, with the Battle of the Birds. 
Kyler's back this week, I'm pretty sure, right? Mm-hmm. He's playing. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Cardinals too. Uh you know, the, it's not been all all great for them this year, obviously. And uh same for Atlanta. Arthur Smith is I don't know what he's doing with his best players on offense, but it's like he's doing the complete opposite. But I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. I think this is a really close game and probably not an exciting game for people to watch, but I because Kyler's back, I'm gonna go with Arizona. Right along, we get the Giants and the Cowboys. Daniel Jones out for the year, um, and then you know, going up against Dallas. I don't think this is going to be close, except for the start of the game. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Cowboys over the Giants, 35 to three type of win there. Um, what say you with Devito versus Dak? I'm going uh, obviously the Cowboys. <laughs> I don't know why I was stalled there for a second, but um, you know. The Giants are in, are in a spot where they, they could start tanking and get the first the first the first pick. I mean, it's honestly a realistic realistic thing now. How many wins do they have? Two. I mean, mm-hmm. the Panthers probably are going to be tough, but they they can easily find themselves at a top three pick this year, which would be huge for them. Their O line is terrible. Daniel Jones obviously has question marks. They have no receivers. I mean, they they're in a spot where. Who cares if if you guys win games? You might as well lose. They have way too many holes to fill. I'm going with Dallas. I'm back to the point. I'm going with Dallas this, Dallas this week, but it does not hurt the Giants if they keep losing games. So, no, no, it doesn't hurt in regards to that. As much as I like to see the Cowboys keep losing, I don't think at all it's going to be happening here this week. Moving forward, we have the Commanders and the Seahawks. If you think it's going to be a good battle in its own right. I might be the sneaky good team, sneaky good game of the week. We'll see how it actually plays out. But um, I'll go first here. I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks get the win at home. Uh, but I see the Commanders fighting hard, staying close, and all that. The Seahawks eking a win, uh, 21 to 14. Mm-hmm. There. Uh, what say you there in Seattle happening in Seattle? Yeah, the the Commanders' defense is just going to be the issue. I, I think Seattle and Gino gets back on back on track. They obviously really tough week against Baltimore, but I think they run the ball well with Kenneth, DK, and Jackson, and Tyler get going with Gino, and he has a much better game. I think the Seahawks will put together this week and ultimately win by a couple possessions against the Commanders. Next up, we got those scrappy, scrappy Raider team, that new Raider team. Uh, with life against the Jets that you know, week by week seem like the light is being taken out of them. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Uh, I don't really see going any different me than that, unfortunately. Uh, hopefully the Jets can turn around at some point, but I'm going with the Raiders now. What say you with the Jets-Raiders battle? I'm going with the Jets because they they can't lose this game. I, this This game is their season. Like they, the Jets can't lose the teams that they shouldn't lose to, even with Zach Wilson. They're good enough to beat this team on the road. I, I don't care. And the pressure is going to be on them, but this Raiders defense isn't great. They should be able to run the ball. Brees Hall will probably have a solid game. I don't know how the Raiders will be able to move the ball that well against that defense. Jets defense keeps them in it. Great special teams this week, not like this past week. Jets figure it out in a low-scoring game and move on and keep their season afloat. I know, just waiting and hoping Aaron can play and have it be for a reason. 
Looking at the Monday Night Football game, uh, Broncos versus Bills um, here. Um, I'm going to go with the Bills, of course. Bills over the Broncos, 45-13 type of score. I don't really see it being close. It can be, but I don't know. You know, then again, I didn't think that the Broncos Chiefs game and they won. So mm-hmm. um, in that divisional panel. But um, here I'm going to definitely be going with the Bills officially for my prediction. But what say you here in this battle with Denver and Buffalo? You know, the Bills are in a weird spot. Their upcoming schedule is, is tough. Um, I think this game is closer than um, what people will think. I I don't I don't like the Bills honestly the way that they've played, what they have. Um, I'm going with the Bills to win this game, but it wouldn't even shock me if Russell Wilson and Sean Payton came in here who who have been playing well before the bye, come in and keep it close and even upset the Bills. I'm going with Buffalo, but. I'm not impressed with this Buffalo team. Um, I don't think they're a threat to anybody in the AFC, to be quite frank, but I'm going with Buffalo this week. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I said, it's unfortunate in regards to the um, primetime games, you know, the, yeah. tomorrow and Sunday night or Monday night. But it certainly will be um, interesting to see how, how those how those go. Um, but for right now, actually, I do have to step away just for a little bit. Um myself a little commercial break um but i know uh we will be having some great guests coming up uh, at the top of the hour and uh, according accordingly um but here just for a couple minutes um uh, i don't know i was gonna say you know talk about packers talk about whatever but um but i just want to let you know that i'll i'll be stepping away for a moment and and i'll be back but just uh believe a thought here before I step away and then before I come back is the Packers and how we have been and how we can be, you know, try to do something. AJ, you can respond upon what your thoughts are. Are you on the side of that? We should just pack it in and try to go for a top pick. Should we play our best? Even if we fall short to getting the number eight seed in the NFC. I, this
Hey, everybody. Yep, we both, <laughs> we both have stuff to do, which is fine. If you do his thing, I was doing my thing. Actually, I, to be quite honest, I want to share or overshare. <laughs> um, just getting laundry out, doing some laundry here. Uh, Mid-work week or whatnot, for those that don't know. Um, manager position at Target, that's what I do now. Um, not like anything head honcho stuff. No, not even close, but but a team lead and enjoying working at, uh, at Target. Um, it's one of those we'll be still a seasonal team member up until uh, February, and then we start that time being trained into team lead, and if not even before then. But, um, you know, my past and history certainly have helped me with that. But yeah, I hope everybody's doing good this evening. Yeah, we are just stalling and waiting until 8 o'clock and 8.30. When our guests are able to join us then, we should have started maybe at time, but we just thought to start at a regular time, as we regularly do. But now that we have this open time, AJ is welcome to do whatever he needs to do here for 20 minutes or so or more. And I will be here, as I will just you know be here and talk about other things. You know, I do say that it's really been interesting on Twitter, uh, Twitter, Discord, other places of social media, um, that... You know, the thoughts in regards to the NFL and, you know, the big news, the trades, right? The trade deadline. Well, that certainly was interesting. Also, I wanted to say congratulations on your to Tom Grassi for being uh, NFL Fan of the Year nominee. Um... And officially the Packers fan of the year. Much respect to him. There's a lot of great stuff on his channel, community work. Uh, I certainly do enjoy um, all that he is and all he can be. Um, he definitely is a, is a great dude. And definitely deserves that honor. Um, you know, we all are big fans in our own right, right? Family and story, history. Uh, whether you live in Wisconsin or you don't. But for him living in New York and being a big fan, you know, much respect to him. Also, shout out to my uh, my friend there. Seattle, Washington, um, being the Seahawks fan of the year and NFL fan of the year nominee, Norb Cam. He's a great, great guy, great person. You know him too. Um, and I'm very honored that he, um, that's, oh man, social media and subscribe to my channel. Um, it's a greatly appreciated regards to people, especially when we do all do what we love and that's talking sports and we all do it in our own styles in our own way. I know I'm trying to get better and do better camera work. I know this is not the best with what I have, and I know AJ is as the, I guess you can call it young buck. <laughs> uh, you know, not only is he, um, you know, it's lazy to say a good-looking dude, um, but he also is a smart dude, smart guy. You know, he's, and I mean that in a good way, very intelligent. I mean, I don't know him that personally yet, but, you know, you probably will be able to help him for the show in regards to just being a great co-host. Um, for us to maybe have banners, maybe have some, um, as I call it, like ESPN, like effects, you know, have you know, things to show, have a border or a background, you know, for our live shows or something like that in the future, if he wants to. Or if he doesn't know how to, if he doesn't, he doesn't, that's fine too, but I'm enjoying having him on this show. Also, I do have a new co-host for the wrestling show, Emily, who will be actually a guest here later uh, for the football side of things, um, will be my co-host for the wrestling side of things, the WWE podcast. The Ramble, um, where uh, where you usually do predictions and reviews, the pay-per-views, or they call now, 
PLEs, premium live events, and uh, the next one will be Survivor Series. So I don't know much with that one, but but yeah, it's certainly going to be a wild ride in in, in, in all cases, right? So. Uh, Yeah, and, and I know we do see on social media, you know, those you know, of like how playoffs would be if it ended now and all that stuff. That's actually kind of cool, you know, as I think, you know, how it would be at the halfway point or at the, at the whatever point. Because I pour myself some Mug Ripper. Yes, Mug Ripper, Drink of Champions. <laughs> Not a brand deal, but it should be. Come on, Mug. I drink Mug Ripper pretty much every day. It used to be in cans. And those got a little bit expensive. So I went to these for a little bit now. Because they aren't that dang good. And I usually bring it right on the bottle, but, you know, it's always back to actually use Use a glass, you know what I mean? That always happens with the same part of it. I've been doing these shows since 2010, you know, I got out of the military, and shortly after, I started doing the podcast, and at that time, it was on YouTube, but I thought a blog talk network, and then grew, uh, and then was part of the Red Light Sports Network, that was kind of cool, kind of a blogger and a sore writer and a podcaster there, but that was with the shows where I had to do pretty much You know, I had deadlines for writing twice a week, plus my shows, because both my shows moved over there for a little bit. I enjoyed it, and it was supposed to go somewhere. They were even thinking about having an actual physical building, but it never accumulated. It's not yet.
RLSN, I think it was. Well, yeah, Red Light Sports Network, RLSN, Red Light. And uh, it's just too bad. They're, they kind of are what IE Sports Radio is today, and I'm very blessed to be involved with them. Hmm. Another question. I find it very interesting with regards to football and sports and all that. Like, why? Why do we all become sports fans? You know, what makes us want to cheer for our teams or be, you know, those thoughts, you know, that. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's interesting. No, let me look up something here. Hmm. Wonder. Hmm. 
Yeah. It's interesting. We have to, like, I don't know, when it, but those that were young enough to know, or you're old enough to know, the whole battle between Harry Potter and Twilight, right? The fandoms between those two things. And when I was younger, it was Twilight. Always was. Then. And lately, it's been you know, really getting into Harry Potter and the games I can play on my phone and all that that they have. And Twilight kind of, you know, you see the fan base and whatnot kind of went away and the sustainability of Harry Potter and the fan base, let alone the actors, part of the movies. Keep it alive and keep it going in a sense. No, it's certainly. I give it to much respect. I like how the Backstreet Boys still have tours. They're still together, right? Yeah, I'm right though, Danny Daniels is the best. Thank you. 
Like I said, we'll be back here shortly. Just didn't uh, plan this out as well as I thought I would regards to having our guests later on in the show, let alone starting at 7. I'll make sure everything running smoothly, but do appreciate those that stopped by during this time, let alone during the show. Earlier, um, the show will pick up again here about 20 minutes at the least. I mean, at the most uh, here shortly, um, let alone when Emily and uh, Gary will be joining us at that time. We'll be talking to the Packers. We'll be going over the game that was against the LA Rams, but it will be against the Steelers uh, with them both, the state of the Packers, and what could be the future, you know, what we want to do, um, or what they should do as a team, um, and, our, and our thought processes through that. Uh, so you don't want to miss that when we get to that point here in the near future. Hope you all are having a great evening so far. And like I said, do you think those that have stopped by for moments are, are left? As well, I do think every single person that does subscribe to this channel is uh, we're on the road to 1K. So we're going to get there, hopefully, and uh, get there by the end of this year and to 2023 with uh, almost 1K followers, let alone maybe 2,000 followers on social media, as I'm already close to that, for all my accounts I have. So I really appreciate that. Things are doing well. And, uh, I look forward to seeing how, how things go moving forward for this channel, for myself, for them. I know AJ, you know, he's you know, college degree. Not only well in her own right. So. Excuse me. I appreciate it to them both. Yeah, no point in the 
last year, five minutes, yeah, 24. He was, he was crazy how yeah. gay yeah. air is this one. Yeah. Like, your reaction yeah. like, you know, went away, but, you know, did it.
Ooh, sorry about that. I said AJ and I were away for a little bit as we were waiting in between. As we did our predictions earlier, did everything and all that. Um, in regards to the other teams and the other games, um, from what was week nine and into what was is week ten. Um, I think AJ will be back when he can be. Um, but we just want to welcome our guest here. Uh, coming in a little bit later, Steve, the owner Tate. Um, that Packer fan, welcome, 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 sir. I do appreciate you uh, being able to spend some time here on the show, and or at least jumping on uh, a little bit to talk some some Packers. And how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, Steve. Thanks a lot. Things are, life is always better after a win, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. It's really been a interesting season, so to speak. Yeah, sir. And I know, at least for me, it certainly is tough to. Uh, be on this side of the aisle in regards to a team that's not um, it's not as good, a team that, um, you know, closer to the bottom than the top. Um, you know, I've been blessed through all my life, whether it was Brett Favre um, or whether it was Aaron Rodgers, that, you know, we've been doing great. We've been able to just keep it going, be, in, be on top of the world and, and all that. But now, you know, we're – we're not that anymore, and we, we hope that Jordan could be our future. But no, what are your thoughts on, on the Packers as they are now and what they were and, and how this transition might be tough for some of Packer Nation? So there's a couple of different things, right? Um, I, I go back to remember a little bit of the 60s and the glory years and then the 70s and 80s where, you know, we made one playoff game each decade and didn't win that to, you know, obviously unbelievable run right now. And, of course, I'd have the unbelievable run. That's that's great. But uh, we had lean years, right? We had losing seasons with Favre. We've had losing seasons with Rodgers. And I don't care what anyone says. This is what probably bothers me the most with the collective bargaining agreement that these guys really can't practice much anymore. And to be really ready to play the game of football and to play full speed, Jordan Love has been on the team for – uh, four years now, three years as a backup, playing three-quarter speed sometimes. Well, three-quarter speed isn't the same as full NFL games, game day speed. And that's where, luckily, he's got the playbook in his head and where people are supposed to know that. But to be able to take the action and make decisions in three to four seconds, that's a whole nother game. So that we're just going through some of that. We're also the youngest so I think our wide receivers need to, you know, have them learn their craft and learn their skills, just like Devontae did, uh, learning how to be more physical. Uh, our line, this is, we've probably had more work on our lines, and I don't care what anyone says. You can talk about defense win championships. Well, Super Bowl teams are built on the offense and defensive line, and our offensive line has really had some struggles this year. So it's, it's definitely a growing year. I thought we would be more gelled by this point. Um, but, uh, you got to look for the biggest thing between, um, the last week and then this week was I saw improvements. I saw areas of improvement and with a young team, that's what you got to see. That gives you hope. So yeah, it's a tough year. I like GRA's uh, optimism that we're going to go on a 10 0 streak. And yeah, we beat the Rams that have not the Super Bowl team. They were a couple years ago without their starting quarterback. Uh, I don't really say that's going to give us a, a 10-0 run, but it's a good start. 
Yes, yes. And it's going to be a tough matchup that we have next week, creation up against Pittsburgh on the road, a team that's uh, been hot and cold. You know, they look at the, you look at their offense. Uh, they have some players on the defensive side, but just overall seem like a team that should be under 500. But Tomlin, being that great coach that he's been and continues to be, it has that team uh, rocking and rolling, even beating the Ravens earlier this season. So uh, being able to do that on the road. So the Steelers, you know, it's going to be a, a tough matchup. Um, just for the coach versus coach aspect of it, right? I know the biggest thing, at least from some Packer fans I've spoken to in the last couple of weeks, I've really put on the floor being one of the main reasons of why we're not being what we can be. Um, I'm thinking that he's not um, um, he's not doing what he should be doing and not doing what we thought he could be able to do Not to show that it wasn't just Aaron that was the reason that they were good in the past. Um, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on Coach LaFleur and uh, what he's having to try to do here after the Rodgers era? So I really do believe football is one of the ultimate team sports. And I definitely believe that uh, you can have all the philosophies in the world. I say it even in my own personal life. I can have all sorts of ideas. Now you got to go put it on the anvil of life and have, have the truth beat out. So there's not a coach in the world that can create a winner without good talent and experienced talent. So we can see that with Belichick. We all know Belichick's a heck of a coach. Does he have Tom Brady now? You know, does he have a quarterback even close to that? So that's a whole other thing. You saw the Bulls with amazing run with Michael Jordan. And then all of a sudden, you know, the owner there, the Eagles have caused more teams to lose their, their run. You have the Reinsdorfs thinking that they can do it without Michael. You have Jimmy and Jerry arguing, and that was, you know, the Cowboys are going to go downhill. You, you have Ditka and Buddy Ryan. And I'm telling you, Steve, when they won Super Bowl 85, my first thought was, oh, my gosh, the Bears are going to win three or four. That was still one of the most amazing de- – and, and the Eagles of the coaches and then the players uh, brought it down. So what do I think of LaFleur? He's a heck of a coach. He's got a lot of experience. He's got a very inexperienced team. Now he's got to learn to not be able to just count on the field general on the field to be able to pull it out. He's got to do, they all got to do more coaching now. The old line needs help. Uh, the defense uh, is coming along. They've played probably better. Um, we still don't even know about our kicker, right? He's got a heck of a leg. Um, and I don't know why sometimes they haven't let them just kick some of those bombs from out there to see what they go for. But all of that takes experience. It's one thing to know how to do it. It's one thing to know talent. It's one thing to have those things. But when you really think about all the different athletes in this country and even the world, we have an, a guy that was born in Ireland as our punter, so we even around the world, and you got these guys here, and only about 60-some guys can make it on 32 teams. There is some rare talent there. So you can do all the talking heads at ESPN, and you can do all the people on radio and all that stuff, and they can sit there and say all these things. How many championship teams have they put together? I'll say sometimes fantasy football is fun, but some of the worst thing about fantasy football, everyone thinks they're a GM now because they can get lucky on a fantasy football team. Mm-hmm. I've had fantasy football teams that I thought, man, I really got the team together. I have gone with with two different teams that had one loss all season and getting 
both of them get in the first playoff game and lose to a guy that just had lucky players do, you know. So I, I'm not a GM. I'm not the head coach. And it just seems like in this world we just live in, it's just so easy to look at what's not working and say, I'll say this. I'll say this for fans. Don't worry about being GMs. Don't be about worrying about head coaches. How about this? How about when you come to Lambeau Field, you're quiet when we're on offense and loud when we're on defense? Steve, I can't tell you how many. I just don't even say anything anymore. I've asked fans to be quiet. We have the ball, and they'll get in my face. They play better when I yell. Yeah, from your couch, that's probably true. Not here at Lambeau when we have the ball. There's things I've gone to different teams. I've gone places. I have been in domes. Yep, they're loud. The loudest place I've been is Seattle, Washington. People go, well, it's built that way. Yeah, it's got a curvature, but it's open top and the end's open. I'll tell you why it's loud. It's the only stadium that I've ever put earplugs in. Those people stand on their feet and scream their guts out when the defense, when the when the opposing team's on the field. So I say, you really want to support the team? Get us loud mouth people in those games and be loud. You can impact the game. That's how us fans can impact the game. Not sitting here on social media, keyboard warriors, complaining about the team. Buy a ticket and be loud when, we, when, when we're on defense. And please, don't do the wave or go, pack go, we got the ball. That's how we help our team. No, I, I agree 100% in regards to the, the general general idea of, you know, kind of um, staying away from trying to be the GM, trying to be um, be the smart one in the room and be the one with the uh, keys to the kingdom to speak and be able to fix the team uh, from the from the people that are actually in charge and paid to be fixing the team and getting things uh, done right and being able to improve. Um, and hopefully here with these last games, we can – make something of them, um, whether we are able to make the playoffs or not, uh, be able to, um, you know, finish off strong. And and that continues here against the Steelers on the road. Right. You know, and, and it's going to be interesting, especially when we get to near the end of the season. Um, you know, we finish off with the Bears, the team that we started with. Um, so, you know, whatever situation we're in then, uh, where we are now could be a lot different. And, and we'll just have to, um, just go game by game and just see how how it develops. Just and just um, not um, not to go crazy. Um, and, and this team came together. I mean, Jordan got the wide receivers uh, off season practicing together, and they came to camp. And this is the first time we've had a quarterback, a starting quarterback, in camp being active with the team. So that's going to keep building. Plus, we still haven't seen this team play a whole game, and that's not a shot. We just haven't. So I go, we see these flashes, and I'll say even against the Rams, we left a lot of points on the field. If we could get start playing as a whole game and play a folklore, we haven't seen what the potential of this team can be yet. So, yep, we are all hoping for a better uh, uh, start to the season, especially be starting out, you know, uh, we had, you know, uh, a positive uh, two and one, and then you go on a four-game losing streak. Well, that's, that's kind of tough, but – you know, uh, I still see a lot of potential with this team. Uh, I see a lot. I'll tell you this, Steve. Uh, uh, I used to go up there to, the, to uh, camp a lot. I used to hang out there in the offseason because I don't live in Green Bay. I live two hours south near Madison. 
Mm. And this last weekend I was up there again because I have a good friend in from Germany. This is where the NFL has gotten to be for me. I mean, we've talked off and on a little bit on social media, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the relationships I've had over the time. And this is the first time we really had to really uh, talk uh, in this kind of format. But I had a friend come in from Germany. I've gotten to be so close to this guy. I've never gone to Europe before. I went to his house this last year. He's a huge uh, Packer fan in Germany. We drove around in his Packer RV. Most of the people, they don't even know NFL football in Europe. And he came back here, and while he was back here, uh, I went up there to hang out, and I saw Coach LaFleur on his birthday. And I said, hey, Coach, and said a few things. I said, hey, would you sign the football? Very kind, signed it. And I, I usually donate those things to different uh, charity events. And we talked for a bit, and I said, and I want to, you know, I say, hey, Coach, keep after it. He says, he was smiling. He was, he was upbeat. He said, that's my nature. We're going to keep after this thing. We're going to get it. So, you know, you can sit there. He's got a, he, he comes from a good uh, lineage of coaches. He's learned a lot of stuff. Is he still kind of young? Sure. But I know this. I guarantee he knows more about football than I do, even though I'm older and I've watched a lot of games. I, I don't know the in, 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 the ins and outs of football, especially, you know, there's a lot of things sometimes. I'll just use this example. You don't hear what's always going on in the locker room. You don't know who's really a team player. And I managed in IT and computer field, and we all want superstars. But I'm telling you, if you got a superstar with an attitude, they've got to go. You've got to have somebody that also builds up the team. There's nothing more destructive to it, somebody who's got talent and ability that undercuts the team. And I don't care what field you're in. I don't care if it's your in your church, your civic group, or work, play, or in, in football those people that make the team. So hence, and I'm not trying to throw stones here, I never heard a thing about Favre having a separate locker room until he left. I mean, what does that look like? How does that work? How's that build camaraderie? But the last couple of years, he had a little area outside the locker room. You go, could you imagine going into your work and all of a sudden one of the person that you know is probably one of the top people say, you need to remove me a little bit. I, I need special treatment. Is that really going to build a team mm-hmm. in one of the ultimate team games? So there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that we don't know. There's a lot of things. And just because somebody reports something, I don't. You know, I, I I don't have a lot of faith anymore. I, I tell you this, I'll have more faith in. You go up to Green Bay and you talk with some of the staff around there. It's funny how things in an organization you'll hear more. So, anyhow, there's, there's a lot of potential with this team. We haven't seen the full potential yet. At least I hope we haven't, because if we have, then we are hurting. But uh, this last week gave me a lot of hope. I saw a lot more positives uh, than I saw negatives. Agreed. Agreed. Before we move forward and uh, deep dive, we'll talk a little bit more about the Rams game that was uh, this past week. <laughs> let's, let's welcome Mr. Anderson, Ryan Anderson from LA Football Network. How are you doing this evening? Doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. Doing well, doing well. I mean, from your vantage point in regards to the Rams and, and you know, what was it could have been, uh, what were your thoughts in regards to the game and how it all unfolded, unfortunately, for on your end of the things? You know, this is a much better team with Matthew Stafford at the helm. That's, you know, that's what it really comes down to. And I think that, uh, you know, you can't blame everything on that. But, um, you know, I think that 
from a defensive perspective, I think, you know, three sacks, a couple of turnovers, um, they were doing what they needed to do. But I think that um, they couldn't offensively, they couldn't put points on the board when they took the ball away from the Green Bay Packers. And, um, you know, I think that they couldn't stay on the field long enough to give the, their defense a chance to uh, catch their breath and and keep them in the game. And so by the end of it, they were just put, you know, they're, uh, the Packers were just, uh, uh, you know, out physicaling them uh, at the line of scrimmage, uh, running the ball. Uh, you know, I, you know, uh, previously on the other podcast that we were on, you know, I pointed out if AJ, uh, uh, AJ Dillon and, and Aaron Jones have a, g- a good chunk of carries and catches that they're going to that the Packers are going to win the game. And they just out physical them. And, you know, we've seen it over and over again with this Rams team that uh, if a team is is. Uh, willing to put in the physical effort, uh, which the Packers did, uh, that they could beat them. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, McVay called a very, very conservative game um, and that that didn't do him any favors. You know, I think that uh, had he kind of pulled out the stops a little bit, that the the Packers defense has some holes in it. Um, but you're looking at uh, you're looking at the backups backup is playing as running back. You got the backup uh, quarterback in there. You got a backup uh, uh, right tackle in there uh, on an offensive line. That's um, not completely uh, built uh, very well. Anyway, they're 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 their middle three are the center and the two guards are doing better, but with the uh, Rob Havenstein out, it was a uh, tough sledding out there. So, yeah, I mean, those are just kind of my initial thoughts. Uh, you guys have any uh, observations about the Rams that you can share with me, and I'll, uh, I don't know, I can kind of bounce things off for you guys. Yeah, Steve, what did you see in regards to you know regards to our game against there against the Rams and like how the Packers were able to you know I guess as you was talking about you know beat up on on what is their backup quarterback and I was able to actually score for the first time. Uh, you know, thanks to the Rams scoring for the first time in the first half. That was fun. That was new. Um, but, um, but all that, your, your, your thoughts in regards to, uh, battling the LA Rams. I was excited to have a first series and get a first down and, uh, not being minus, a, my, was it minus one yards going late into the second quarter last year, last uh, the game before and first, uh, uh, in the second quarter. So I was counting first downs at first and it just, it was good to see the team moving the ball. And again, uh, we left points on the field. And there's just seems to be funny, you know, the defense of the field gets a little more compressed. We get past the 40 and we start getting to where we could maybe be in field goal range. And there's a lot of times still we, we stagnate there. But again, there's definitely like, uh, do you like being called skinny? Is that it? Skinny T, you can call me Ryan or whatever you want to call me. That's is that cool. Lack- Lackland Air Force Base? No, no. Oh, uh, <laughs> I see the LAFB. I thought it was Lackland Air Force Base. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's uh yeah, uh, Los okay. Angeles Football Network. Yeah. <laughs> oh okay, I did my my bad. Anyhow, okay. uh, so there was a lot more positive to this to that to that seeing the team moving the ball and making some uh, progress down the field, and then um, the defense again creating some turnovers and. You know, and I'm not one. I really, really try not to talk much about the refs, but something they're just uh, when you have a seasoned veteran, uh, I mean, a seasoned player been playing all getting called off sides twice on offense, and they they weren't showing much on the the big screen. So I was in, and I look up and I go, 
I'll be honest. Uh, you know, a lot of times there'll be pass interference, and I'll go, yeah, I can. You know, you almost never want to see it, but I, I can see it when it is ours. But I didn't see those offsides. And there's, so there's some of that stuff, too, that, you know, when you're playing uh, more of a dink and dunk offense, you have a drop ball or a penalty. It really hurts that game plan, right? And now you've got to veer out of that. So um, I would like to see LaFleur open up a little bit more. Um, I don't know why. It seems like slants and stuff across the middle almost never happen anymore. Um, but uh, there was a lot of a lot of positives from the first half, and then the second half was a lot better when we got some more scores in it. And I think for me, in regards to while the game was going on against the Rams, you know, going up against their defense, we were able to uh, maybe even kind of confuse them in some plays, in situations, whether that was just situational or overall. Um, our running game uh, kind of being able to attack them at times. Um, so it was just all around good offensive uh, showing there against the Rams. Um, and in that end, but more so on the, on the defensive side, also winning it for us. I think that was our biggest thing, but, you know, offensively, you know, taking advantage of what we had there. <laughs> so, yeah. And again, they still have Donald's. I mean, they still have some really big key defensive players, right? Uh, the one you talk about misdirection and confusion, man, that, that play they set up with Musgrave for the touchdown, really. I mean, he was wide open and they, they, that this way, this way, and then down the middle, it just had them vacate that center. And it was, uh, that was, and it's nice to see a tight end get some yards after the catch, too. So that was a good thing all the way around, right? Oh, yeah, that's for sure. And uh, I mean, I guess from the, from the Rams side of things, I mean, heading into the game, literally on how the game was going, you know, against a Packer team that, you know, has their own issues. What were you thinking, Ryan, in regards to the Rams? And you think, you know, Maybe we can turn around. We might be able to get, get this W until it slowly unraveled away. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't feel very good at all ever throughout the game, um, just because just having Brett Rippon in there um, doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. And um, you know, I think that you know the turnovers were kind of the crucial points where they could have they could have put up some points, but um, you know, you just saw those. We just see these tendencies in McVeigh where he's not able to um, just kind of let it rip and have some fun out there. And, um, you know, I think that given the situation where, you, you know, you're um, uh, you, you kind of have nothing to lose in this game necessarily. Um, so why not just, uh, you know, pull the trigger and, and let it rip and, uh, try some shots downfield and, and you saw in, in certain instances where that worked for the Rams, where, you know, there was a couple of different plays cup had a nice uh, big catch uh, kind of over the middle there. Um, you know, but yeah, there was just not enough uh, lead in the pencil, you know, to kind of make it happen on, on offense. And, you know, I think, you know, the, it doesn't seem like they have a ton of injuries, but there's a lot of key injuries. And I think those injuries, it just proves just how you know how much this Rams team lacks lacks depth currently this year, you know. And I think that what you know there was there was a couple of big questions, and they they answered one of them, which is what are you going to do if Stafford goes out? And they go they go pick up Carson Wentz uh, yesterday, and you know he's a guy that can win you a ball game, and Brett Rippon is not. And 
you know, the, 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 the backup quarterback position has been a question uh, since Stafford has come on onto the team. He's an older quarterback. He's been banged up. Um, you know, you know, he had an elbow injury, even in 2021 going into 2022 that lingered. Um, and, and so the, the backup question has always been there and they haven't really come up with a, a great answer for that. They drafted uh, Stetson Bennett in the third round, kind of thinking that they would answer that question a bit. Um, but um, you know, he's not with the team right now. He's going, he's got, uh, you know, he's got his own issues right now. Uh, I don't want to speculate uh, necessarily what those are, but he's not with the team. And, you know, Brett Rippon is, you know, he, he's been in the league for a little while, but he doesn't, he doesn't have any actual in-game experience. So they go out and get Carson Wentz. So he's a guy that can actually win a game, game in the NFL. He's not a, he's not a, he's not a starting quarterback for sure. I, I wouldn't say, but uh, you know, he's got some talent definitely. And, um, some some quality games left to be played um but he's definitely the backup i would say uh so you know the this game was uh you know both cooper cup and and sean mcveigh called it a humbling experience uh and i think it's probably one of the worst one of the worst losses for the rams just because you know i don't think uh correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think uh you know the the Packers nation is uh, super high on the, on the team, making the playoffs, making a run or anything like that. Um, you know, it seemed like this was a, a, a winnable game and it, uh, they were just not able to get anything going specifically on offense. And with, with Sean McVay, just with his reputation, um, you think that he would be able to dial up, uh, you know, something at the, you know, 40 yard line to, you know, punch in the ball, pick up a few yards you know, put up a few more points than three points, you know, that's, that. it's just, uh, you know, me personally, I didn't go into like it with, you know, thinking that Brett Rippon was going to be able to win this game, but, uh, you know, I thought he would be able to orchestrate an offense that was a little bit more coherent than the one they put out there on Sunday, just disappointing all around. And, um, you know, 2023 has always been considered the, the rebuild year, the you know, the remodel year is less less need put it, um, and you know it, it's that and more. Their, their playoff chances had they won this game would have been around thirty percent. Now they're down in the teens. So this is you know the, the big question mark is now what? What do we? What do the Rams want to do coming out of the game? Um, you know, talking about this game more from the Rams' perspective is kind of like beating a dead horse at a, at a certain point because it's just like. You know, there's there's some good from you know the defensive side, injuries definitely, and then the offense was just uh, rough, and you know, it just it, it just exposes bigger questions. It's not about the singular game, I think, for Rams fans. It's it's talking about you know what's wrong with McVeigh. Why isn't he able to uh, uh, put more points on the board? I think only one time is he have they gotten more than 30 points this season and that's that's you know looking back to like 2017 2018 you know that game against the chiefs where they're you know collectively there was over 100 points scored 55 to 54 or whatever mm -hmm. the final score of that game was you know we just don't we don't we don't see that anymore and and that's what uh you know uh, i don't know if that's we we shouldn't expect that any longer but um you know let's get let's put 30 30 points on the board all right <laughs> <laughs> Because the game is designed for offense, there's no doubt about it. So, and so we've had a lot of the same struggles that you're talking about there with 
not having a, a, a good offensive output. We output, even though we had a better game this time, I still don't feel as the Packer team has played a full game yet. And then, you know, before you got on skinny teeth, as we talked about, you know, you'll even look at Belichick. You can be a heck of a coach, but if you don't have the players, you know, and I don't care, no matter how much science they, science they try to put into it, the draft is a unique combination of skill and luck, right? And I know a lot of people get all excited, but I mean, what about half of the first round draft picks don't even make it. So I know Ron Wolf, our uh, prior GM said, if you can get three starters out of a draft, that's an excellent draft, right? So you just got to constantly be building free agent draft. And when you don't have the players and, you know, you made that heck of a run a couple years ago and you get Stafford, but I said, boy, it's really hard when you get a lot of top people together and you win a championship it's really hard not to get into cap uh, salary cap hell also. And then you got dead money out there and it just makes it really tough. So that's where, at least from a Packers view, we're the youngest uh, team in the league and hopefully people really get some talent this year. And by the end of the year, we can be really excited. And another thing I said, just before you got on, well, our uh, all pro cornerback made the prediction we were going to go on a 10 and 0 run. I, I don't see it. And even last year, I'll say if anything, my biggest pride, one of my bigger things that I wish Matt LaFleur would have did last year is I didn't see them as a playoff team. And I said, so if we squeak in, what are we going to do? Yes, I know I was around in 2010. And yes, we didn't look like a, a Super Bowl champion that year. And then we pulled it out and had a great run. Well, there was a lot of different dynamics in that team. You know, first of all, you had Aaron Rodgers throwing darts. So it's made a huge difference. But I just didn't see last year as a playoff team. And I go, you should have. I was asking last year, play love a couple of games. Let them get in and take real fire, real under-the-gun stuff. So we didn't. Now we came into this year, so it's this year to do it. So uh, you need the players, you need the coaches, and you need to get injury-free and lucky. But I'm just hoping that this team can gel. I'm sure it sounds like you the same way through the Rams, can gel this year, and it'd be just a rebuild uh, or remodel, as you said, and not have to go on a three or four year rebuilding. You know, yeah, it was, uh, than coming, coming into the season, I was thinking, you know, if if Jordan Love turns into just another all pro Hall of Fame type quarterback, just you know, how lucky <laughs> can this fan can your fan base get having Favre and then Rogers coming in after that? And and I, I mean, what are your thoughts on on love, I mean, just kind of fill me in. I, obviously, you don't have to give me all the nuances of it, but you know, you, I'm sure you guys have talked about it a lot. But just kind of fill me in on uh, what you guys see and week in and week out with uh, Jordan Love. All right, Steve. So I, I, I've, I, I just don't. Th it seems like again, when you talk about there's something about this offensive scheme that they have. It's more uh, finesse and dink and dunk and and so it's more timing, and I don't think sometimes we're using uh, Jordan's uh, abilities. He, you know, it's just like we we just drop him back in the pocket, and I don't see a lot of run-pass option. And I don't want him getting used to running too much, but you got to take advantage of some of that. Um, I just – I don't always see plays being built up to this. I see him – he's got a lot of potential. I, there's things about I really like. Uh, I'll tell you this, I go to training camps, and a lot of times you don't see much, you know, but I'll tell you this, with Aaron Rodgers, between his first and second year, uh, 
I take a lot of photos and I always try to catch the ball a lot of times coming out of the corners quarterback's hand. Well, somehow between the first and second year, Rogers' delivery got so much faster. And it's still, I just see some of Jordan's deep balls just they seem to hover more. They seem to float more. Um, so that's a little concerning. And again, you know, you can go and practice all day long and drop back and throw at a netted bucket or whatever. That's a whole nother thing between getting hit by a 300 pound guy as you're releasing it, you know? So uh, there's some inconsistencies with this deep ball. And then it seems like when you uh, adjust it, it seems to be under, but I also blame our wide receivers. You've got the, the game is made for the offense. And if a ball's under thrown, the wide receiver can slow down and draw in interference. You can do things that will make it almost always, if there's physicality at all, it almost always will go against the defender. And so there's just some things from coaching standpoint too that I think can help. But to answer your final, I see a lot of hope with Jordan. And I'll tell you, for years I've been saying, I've been telling people, especially my beer fans, that you think we got lucky with Favre and then Rodgers. You wait till our third one. And, uh, <laughs> at least it sounded good saying it. And I still, I still have hope for him. And I do like that model. If you can do it, bringing him on, and letting him sit and learn so he can go out there and start using his abilities and not have to think so much. So he knows the playbook now. He knows the scheme. Now it's being able to execute it. So uh been some inconsistencies there. But we've had a lot of drops and a lot of things. So I, I'm really still hopeful. I could see him turning into being a top quarterback. Talk about his abilities and how the coaching staff uses it. And I think that comes on the, the field of the floor. Um I know we were talking about earlier regards to the floor and, and and all that, but I just think that in regards to Jordan Love, you know, I, I see some some sparks of greatness in moments in games, um, if not the entire week one game. But, um, you know, even in, in our losses, um, I, I do see some, some moments that I feel that he could could be the next one, you know, and, and uh, you know, keep fans like me spoiled. So... Um, <laughs> And in my era, you know, from from the from a '90s kid to now, so you know, being able to to continue that. Um, but you know, I do have 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 some certain um, issues with them, and there have been moments where I wanted to see uh, Sean in the game, Sean Clifford. Um, but but I do hope and I do think that a second season next year, um, you know, that 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 with a full another full off season and being able to. Uh, work more with the wide receivers. Maybe we draft another wide receiver. That'd be great. Um, and we go from there that he can continue to progress. I think he's trying to do some hero ball, some stuff. I think he's um, trying to have a Favre Rogers moment. Maybe not. Maybe that's just what the play call was. But it just seems that way for me as a fan. Um, and, and, you know, as long as he cuts that out, um, and just focuses and, and takes what the defense gives him in each and every, you know, situational moment in game. Um, I think he can be good to great. Um, I know there's some in our Packer Nation. I don't know if Steve's heard from any of them, but I know I have that that are already done with Jordan and wanting to just move on from him. I think it's a little too fast to think that way. I respect it though, but in my opinion, I I, I don't agree. Um, and I think that next season will be the true test of if he can be our, our QB1, 
and there could be one from many years. So um, that's that's how I see it and how, how I think um, he needs to be evaluated. A full, a second full season, um, and, 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 you know, the franchise, the coaches, you know, beyond us fans, uh, Packer Nation, you know, give our grade of him then. It's, what does management think? What does the coaches staff think? Do they really feel that he can be it? Personality-wise, he has it all, and he has had it all since the, the offseason. You know, be working with his wide receivers as much as he can, um, hanging out with them in general, um, trying to build camaraderie, build uh, a good work environment. You know, I've, I was getting sick of the last two years of Aaron, as good as he is, was, or could be, and can be still. Um, and so his personality-wise and that side of him, I think he's already set. But now it's on the field that needs to show that he can be that guy. He's got half of it. Now we need to get the other half. And we'll just have to see how that goes. And we can see with fan base. Do you remember, Steve, when the Packers uh... – Love Favre, of course, that was such a brutal thing, and it was an ugly way it went down. Stuff, man, there were people actually giving Aaron death threats. Mm-hmm. People yeah. cussing him out, everything, you know, and that you know he was injury prone and he wasn't going to be this and that. And you go, man, I tell you, with these coaches, I mean, if you have somebody you can watch for three years versus just go and look at tape and as a college, you know, uh, I just say this: if he doesn't turn out to be a top close to top 10 quarterback and you put all that on the line and you had all the three years to watch them, then something's wrong. But confident, you know, it's funny in a game how momentum can swing a game, right? It could be a team can be rolling along and then momentum just switches, right? Also confidence. Uh, you just watch any kind of athlete, especially kickers, right? They can be nailed. And then once they get a little caught, miss a few, it plays with them. So even though you have that talent and ability, you know, you just don't know how the confidence is rising up and down. And uh, so I hope he's still building his confidence. Uh, and that because once that goes and you start second guessing, I've seen so many athletes, mainly running backs, right? They were just pounding the ball, pounding the ball. And all of a sudden they start getting happy feet. It's, I think sometimes the brain starts telling them, hey, I don't know if I really want to be here. So uh, there's a lot of things going on. I mean, I you just think about it. What a unique ability to be able to come up to the line, have a good idea where you're going to the ball, know every position, the other 10 guys where they're supposed to be, snap that ball, and within about three seconds, consistently try to get rid of it or get hit by a 300-pound man. It just There's not many people can do that. So you can even have talent and a lot of things. So – I have a lot of hope for Jordan, uh, and it is a quarterback league, so it is all about the love. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, that, that, you know, they always talk about the, the leap from year one to year two. You know, rookie quarterbacks, you know, you don't see it all the time in that first year. Um, but generally there's that uh, – the, the, the leap happens from year one to year two. You know, sometimes you'll see it from two to three, you know, in the, uh, like Josh Allen or something like that. So I think you're – I think you're probably on, on pace there, Stevie K. For uh, you know, let's let's uh, give them uh, next season and see see how uh, everything's settled in. And you know, it, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of parallels I feel like between these two teams. You know, you got Lafleur who coached uh, with McVay, and uh, you know, uh, you know, also just a, a bunch of youth. Uh, you know, and 
it's so so interesting to watch uh, youth kind of progress or or not progress. You know, you see rookies come in and and you see the guys that are able to. You know, some guys are able to like really, uh, you know, just sink their teeth in. And then there's those guys that it's just like all they they've got so many things in common with the other ones that are making it, and they're just not able to put everything together. And I think that, you know, I think for both the Packers and the Rams, I think the next couple of years is especially especially a wide receiver. It's you know. It's such a learning, uh, such a learning curve when you're going up against, you know, veteran um, uh, cornerbacks, and they just they know everything you're going to do before you do it, able to catch up, and you know you learn those tricks over, as, as the years go on, where you can leave those guys in the dust. And it seems, I mean, Christian Watson has kind of been a mystery uh, man for me this season, where it's like, uh, isn't this guy supposed to be uh, just cooking, cooking this year? And we saw you guys saw some nice things uh, in. In the Rams game, it seems like from Christian Watson at least. So, you know, positive movement in that direction. And that's you know, again, he was injured, and so that kind of sets you back. And then you come back, and then and then are you fully trusting yourself? But again, I was talking earlier about the need for to be more physical. Finally, we saw Christian make a heck of an adjustment, get nailed, mm-hmm. and hang onto the ball. So, uh, using his athleticism and then being able to hang on going down. Uh, I even say even uh, Dobbs watched him uh, two weeks ago when he caught the ball, quit getting it and getting it down. Sometimes you just see guys leave the ball up there. And I mean, these guys are powerful. They'll strip that ball away for you pretty quick. So learning how to protect the football and how to use your own body and uh, along with the catches. And so you're right. There was some positives that way too from the wide receiver uh, set. But you have a heck of a crew right there in the Rams. They've got quite the receiving crew. Yeah, I mean that Puka guy coming out of nowhere. Like he's he, I think he has found a gem there. Yeah, fifth rounder. Uh, you know, setting all sorts of rookie uh, receiving records. Yeah, it's 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 been incredible. And you know, it, it took me about half of a game in week one to go like, oh, oh, okay, he's actually he's actually a dude. And uh, yeah, it's just a matter of figuring out how to work uh, Cooper Cup and and him kind of in the same offense and and getting them both a lot of touches because they obviously um, can. Um, you know, uh, run. You know the, the the Rams can run their offense through the two of them, and he, he really fills this uh, Robert Woods role. That uh, since you know Woods' departure after the 2021 season, uh, you know it, it's super important. Uh, but you know, similar to like what you were saying, Steve Tate, is that uh, you know the Rams haven't put together a four uh, quarter. Uh, performance the entire year, except for maybe week one against, you know, they, they shocked the, the Seattle Seahawks in week one. And that, that was the the best performance from start to finish that they've had all season. And uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's puzzling because you ask yourself, you know, like you got two great receivers, uh, Puka Nakua and, and Cooper cup, you know, a really good quarterback, a, a, a steady guy and, and Tyler Higby, um, and then some quality pieces a, a bit around them, you know, that, you know, it's like, why isn't this offense doing more? And what, what's, you know, what's the stumbling block? And, you know, I was, I was talking about on, on my podcast a couple of weeks ago about, you know, like what's, you know, what is the, what, where, where has there been a receiving tandem where there's just a, you know, a one A and a one B kind of receiving talent where they both kind of put up huge numbers and, you know, you think of maybe Mike Evans and, and Godwin and, and Tampa Bay, um, but you don't see it very often. And 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 maybe they're just dealing with a new new kind of situation. 
Um, and, you know, I, I so much so that I wondered if Cooper Cup was a, a trade trading piece around the trade deadline where they're just ready to move on, would be ready to move on from him. But that's not the case. But, you know, what do you guys think? Like tan, tandem receivers, like, you know, what, what are the best tandem receivers out there where there's just two like super dominant guys uh, throughout a whole season? Well, two come to mind. Just quickly thinking about it, um, and the names are escaping me. I think the the Eagles have two, and I, the Chargers did until mm-hmm. uh, the injury. Um, but it is, yeah. When you and there's the other thing too. When you have two really studs like that, then they both want the ball, and they, you know, then you get kind of a competition there. And it's good if it's a, competition can be healthy or it can be a killer. And so if guys want to kind of stretch each other and push it, that's good. But if they really get to where they're demanding it, that's tough. I'm just trying to think of any other two combinations other than those other two teams. So, and 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 Mike Williams and and Keenan Allen haven't played a ton together. They've both been injured at times, and and then I think you're thinking of Devontae Smith and AJ Brown in Philly. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, those are two two. That's a that's a good example. Yeah, yeah, where they. they can both eat in the, in the same game, I guess. But yeah, it's, it was, I was, it was kind of a puzzler for me where there just hasn't been, you know, and you think about, you think about Stafford and what he's been over his career and his biggest years have come when Calvin Johnson, who is a fantastic receiver in his own right, obviously a former record record holder. And then he got, uh, you know, then you have a historic year that he had with uh, Cooper cup when they went to the super bowl and, you know, he he has a tendency to just kind of uh, f- find his target and just keep keep peppering that guy. And early on in the season, that was Puka Nakua. And since Cooper Cup has come back, it's been one or the other. Uh, you know, when their first game back together, I think they kind of split targets a, a bit more evenly. But you know, it's a it you know, as Sean McVay calls it a champagne problem, but it like like you gotta you still gotta get it figured out if it's a problem <laughs> like. You got to get that offense moving. Because once you get the chemistry, we saw it with Rodgers. You know, at times, once when Devontae was here, every time it was a major thing, you knew where he was going to try to go. And sometimes you even try to thread it in too tight or whatever. But, yeah, I just, again, you have those. I think it's even harder for a quarterback to not keep going just in your back of your mind. I'm I'm looking there first. I'm looking there first. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think Stafford just kind of has that kind of temperament and mentality, just kind of going with a hot hand, and yeah, it'll, it, it, I'm very curious to see how it's going to play out over the rest of at least this season, and we'll see what Stafford does does for next season. He's he's getting up there in age. Yep. All right. So you guys to the Rams, you know, fan base and everything. You know, you guys are heading to a bye week, right? So then you you face Seattle at home you know, the next following week, and whatnot for the rest of your schedule. So, you know, from talking to your fellow, fellow fans there of the Rams, what are their expectations and hopes for the rest of the season? It's totally split. Um, there's there's definitely a contingent that wants a top five draft pick. Uh, my question is, what do you do with that top five draft pick? Like, you know, we're going to see Drake May and, and Caleb Williams probably go one, two, maybe one, one, three, depending on how the rest of the season plays out. Marvin Harrison's going to go, you know, two, three, somewhere in there. Um, you know, you're not going to get a running back. There's no, there's no Bijan Robinson um, in the top five. 
this year. Uh, you don't need a wide receiver. Uh, you can go, you know, maybe tackle. Um, but yeah, so it's split, you know, so there's a contingent that wants them to be competitive and there's a contingent that wants, you know, to get that top five pick. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm much more in the, uh, stay competitive, uh, keep, keep trying to win games. I think, uh, they're trying to do that signaling, uh, by picking up Carson Wentz, uh, that, you know, if, if, if Stafford isn't ready to go after the bye week that they're, they're, they'd like to, you know, have a better quarterback than Brett Rippon at least and, and give themselves a chance to win that game and win games if Stafford, you know, it, apparently uh, the thumb on the throwing hand is an important part of, of the quarterback. Uh, you know, he wasn't able to grip, grip a football comfortably uh, uh, last Sunday. And, you know, anyway, point being is I'm, you know, with the amount of youth on on the the, the Rams team is, I want to see them continue to try win games just for those guys. I want them, I want them to stay engaged and uh, you know, as a, you know, it's the, that's the fastest way to lose uh, you know, just an employee, you know, in any, any workplaces like just give up on them. And, and, you know, I, I just don't want to see that happen to the, some of the great young players that are on this team that can, can be a part of this team going forward. You got Byron Young and, and Kobe Turner, who are just really fantastic rookies uh, on this team. You got Puka Nakua as well. Just all those, you got three guys right there in that draft class that um, just keep trying to win games for them, put them in situations where they can show their talent, uh, show that, that, you know, Sean, Sean McVay and this, uh, this organization believes in them. So that that's where I fall. But it, in terms of where where the the fan base is, it's completely split. It's 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 fifty fifty, I think. And uh, you know, and I understand it. There's there's there there's such there's such low chances that they get into the playoffs. That you know why 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 keep putting Aaron Donald and, and Cooper Cup out there and and Matthew Stafford out there with the chances of them getting hurt? And I think it's a, I think the answer to that is you know we're we're building something, you know, not just for this year or next year, we're building something that's we're, they're, they're trying to be a sustainable team where they want to keep putting something out there, a, a good product for those fans uh, to, to continue to, you know, keep them, keep them engaged and build the, build the LA fan base. I'm sure you've seen all of the, the, the pictures of stadiums filled with other people's fans here in LA. Um, and, you know, it's just, you know, if you want to, if you want to build the fan base, you know, you, you get them when they're young and you just keep, you keep them around. You know, I've been a fan of, of, you know, I grew up in Minnesota. I'm still a twins fan to this day through hell and high water, through all the bad, mostly bad times uh, that the twins have put out there. And um, so that's, that's why I think it's important that they, they stay competitive. And I agree wholeheartedly. I, I just don't, I, I still believe more play for each game. See if you can improve uh, playing pay, Playing for draft picks is just a loser's mentality in the long run. Uh, I'll go back to in the old days when there was a West Coast run at the, at late in the season. The Packers had locked up the division, and they asked Vince, "Are you going to sit your starters?" He says, "No, we're going to we're going to win." And I just think there's certain attitude on that. Yes, injuries can happen anywhere. You know, you can. I mean, you look at some of these injuries like. Uh, with uh, Achilles heel, I've seen almost no impact on it, right? And it just pops. Um, so 
any anything can happen anytime. Yeah, I know it's a violent game, but I still think building that mindset, having that winning attitude, instilling that, you know, it's easy to talk that, but are you improving week to week? Are you grading out? You know, they'll grade every player out and and can they see that positive and are they getting that in, instilled in them? So I think that's the key thing. Um, I will say this though. Uh, I've been going to the same seat since 2003. And uh, first of all, a little side note, up front went to sit in my seats and somebody was sitting there. They said, I'm in the right seat. I said, mm, I don't think you are. No, <laughs> no, these are our seats. I go, I've been coming here since 2003. <laughs> and they were a row off. Anyhow, but that's this is the least amount of fans. And I know it's the longest distance. And they're not having a winner, but that's the least amount of fans I think I've ever seen from opposing team at Lambeau Field. Usually we just even have a draw because people want to see it, the historical part. But, wow, there was very few Ram fans at this one. And uh, and I have some I have some really good fans in every fan base. So uh, Ram fans in, in St. Louis and in L.A. Yeah, I mean that's that's a part of the reason we started this company, the Los Angeles Football Network, is to to help build fan bases in the in, specifically in the pro pro realm because you know the Chargers, you know their fan base uh, is fiercely loyal, um, but uh, small, uh, smaller than the Rams even, uh, and then and the Rams, like you're saying, a ton of my Twitter followers, they're based in Missouri, they're based in the Midwest, uh, you know, they they kind of you know hopped on when the greatest show on turf and all of that was happening, let's say. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, we live in a big city. Uh, there's tons of Raiders fans here. You know, there's lots of 49ers fans, lots of Cowboys fans, you know, still in, still in Los Angeles. So plus warm weather, plus all the other attractions, sports and Hollywood and everything else. Right. Yeah, LA. Not a bad place to live. <laughs> still you, on my <laughs> I was just gonna say, still on my wish list to, to visit sometime. So, um, I'll say that again. Los Angeles, still on my wish list to visit. I never been there as a for vacation. Let me know. But one thing amazes me: the probably of all, I mean, there's just a lot to do out there. But when you used to go on like East Coast, and if you don't move in milli within milliseconds, and you don't do, they're just horns honking all the time. You're in LA with seven lanes of traffic. People are moving about real slow, and there's just no people don't honk. They're, at least they're they're decent about it. But those cycles right in between the cars, I go, that's just crazy. I, I that uh, you I, I grew up road riding motorcycles. You couldn't pay me to ride between cars. Yeah, some people do it incredibly fast. It, yeah, uh, somebody they they took their their side mirror off of their motorcycle off of my side mirror on my truck the other day. Scared the hell out of me, but uh, didn't didn't do a thing to my truck. But his uh, his his rear view was sitting down there on the on the uh, freeway. So, <laughs> but uh, he he kept going. So he wasn't too concerned apparently. But uh, yeah, uh, I'll uh, I'll get out of your guys' hair. I really appreciate you guys uh, having me on for the invite. Uh, this is a this is a blast. Good to get to know you guys and talk some football. And I apologize for messing up your name. I should have asked Steve more. Before coming on here, so that was I just I I, I I was in the Air Force. That's where my mind went there. Oh yeah, well you know uh, I, I I appreciate you thinking that I could even do something like that. Uh, I'd never serve my country, but uh, uh, yeah, no Los Angeles Football Network. If uh, if 
you guys have anybody that wants to leave the fan, the Packers fan base, find a new team, send them my way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, plenty of Packers fans out here too. So oh, uh, yeah, we're everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah that's the same thing. Fan base. Very lucky, you know, when I was living in Hawaii during my time in the army, you know, having having fan bases of all of them. Well, there was the Rams or fellow Packers, Raiders, you know, it was just weird, different for me being from Wisconsin, used to being in my little bubble of North Central Wisconsin and living in Hawaii for four years and and, and all that, seeing a whole different um, rainbow of fan base, you know, of different teams and, and people being wrapped, um, not just in the state, but just in a local localized area, you know, where I was on base, off base, whatever. So I, I see what you mean um, in a different way uh, from LA, California to the Schofield barracks, Hawaii. Um, so, you know, it certainly, certainly was, was a fun time there, uh, but no, it was great to, great to have you both on. Well, I didn't know, I, I didn't know I was in the presence of a couple of veterans. So thank you guys for your service. I, I appreciate what you guys did uh, in that respect for us. And uh yeah, uh, let's keep in touch, and um, maybe we'll talk soon. Thanks. Nice meeting you, Steve. Thank you. All right, Steve. Thanks so much. I mean, we've tried to hook up for a while, and uh, yeah, you're right. We have a tough game this week, and uh, we, you know, again, let's see some progress. And this team can win if they're if they're clicking, and we just got to get more more that way. I have a lot of. I still have a lot of hope for this team. I still have a lot of hope for Jordan. Uh, I like, uh, there's a lot of things about the team I like. So, so before we go, I'll let you have the floor, sir. What would be your, uh, maybe you already said it, but just, you know, either to reclarify or your own thought, what would be your biggest message to Packer fans in regards to moving forward for the rest of the season? You know, I, you know, I hear some people talk about, uh, uh, this you know Packer Nation. Well, I think more that the Raiders. They they talk. About, I I still like that Green Bay is in little small town America, and it's more the little you know community family based that kind of stuff. So I I believe I see it as a Packer family. And yes, within all families, are little squirmishes and little squabbles. And so we can see things at different things, uh, different views. I just wish people would be a little more civil on social media, you know, and just, you know, if somebody sees something different, okay, they see something different. You can try to convince them, uh, but uh, keep the humanity first, right? Uh, on the top of my cheese wedge, my NFL owner cheese wedge, I have Vince's saying, God, family Packers. And, uh, you know, let's, and I've really tried to instill in myself that uh, the players are the one that's their livelihood. This is our entertainment and uh, being civil with one another, even with other fans that come into the team. I mean, I travel on the road. I want to be safe, uh, and I want to be treated well. Uh, and so I just, a lot of times be, be a good host, host others, uh, try to be friendly to one another, even though you can learn to disagree but not be disagreeable. That would be my first thing. Secondly, if you come to Lambeau Field, do what you do as the 12th man. There are 11 on the field, and we can have an impact from the stands if we really make a lot of noise when their defense, when their offense is on the field, I mean, and then when our offense is on, be quiet. They just, there's a lot of times they're trying to make hand signals and yelling to one another, and that noise is disruptive. So 
Uh, enjoy your time. Have fun at Lambeau Field. Have fun as a Packer family. We can disagree, but we can still stay as family. So uh, just keep that formal. You know, the rest of we all got to get up and go to our live our lives outside of that, outside of a football game. So, uh, and there's one more thing I like to say: Go Pack, go! There you go. And thank you, everybody that did uh, join in, whether it was at seven o'clock or here uh, at the top of the hour here at nine o'clock p.m. Central. Um, and again, thanks to Steve and thanks to Ryan for being here for the time they were. Of course, AJ he had to go get some college stuff to get to, uh, studying for uh, finals and stuff for him there in Tampa Bay, Florida. Um, but shout out to him, AJ, um, as we do our prediction battles each and every week with AJ and others. Um, but for me, I wish you all do. Hope you all have a great rest of your evening. Um, and above all else, as always, take care. <laughs>